Hey everyone, happy new year. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and she's back with this week, the week 17 NFL Digest. It's been so much going on. Um, yes, I am well rested from my vacation. I know I missed talking to y'all about week 16. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But your girl needed that much needed rest and just time to refresh and celebrate the holiday season and come back bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, okay? So I'm back, y'all. And I know as things of those who've been following me since I started my NFL Digest, we're coming to an end because Super Bowl is in February. We're in January. So that's sad. But we're going to talk about some of the big games of Week 17 to me. Whew. And let's get it popping, okay? Because you, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to address the big elephant in the room first. Because y'all know that I'm going to talk about it. The Eagles in the Washington football team game. The, the Sunday night game. The deciding game factor for my Giants to go into the playoffs or to go home. And and it's crazy, y'all. This is how crazy I'm about to get. During the game, actually right before the game, Governor Hogan in New York said that he's allowing 6,000, I think like 700 fans to go to the game. I started looking for tickets, okay? Because I was really about to head up to New York to go to this game. Because I ride with my team. I talked to my brother about it. He didn't want to go. I was like, whatever. Well, I'm going to go. Or I'm going to lose thinking about going. And then when he was like, both tickets probably four, you got to pay like four tickets per person pretty much for just one. I was like, maybe I can get the, up the high seat. You know, the, you know, you know, like the last minute seat. Maybe that'd be okay. Well, I'm like, you know, let's see, let's see, let's, let's see, let's see. But then I watched the right, the red, the um, the Rock the Redskins. No, no. The Washington Football Club versus the Eagles game. And that vibe was killed. A black is gone. Because, yes, we'll start. The Eagles did fall to the Washington team 14 to, to um, 20. But this is the part that makes me mad. I wouldn't have been mad if the Eagles just lost because they stank. I wouldn't have been mad about that. I wouldn't be mad if Washington had a better game and the Eagles just beat them. Washington has beat the Eagles because they're just better. I wouldn't be mad about that. What made me mad was for a coach. Now, I'm not a coach of a football team. I still I believe I'm the little girl from um, Remember the Titans is beyond the coach all the time, yelling at her daddy all the time. I feel like that is me, but I'm not a coach. Mm-mm. No, I'm not. I'm a regular schmegler girl. But if my team is on the goal, goal line, at the time, which we are down by three, why wouldn't I kick the field goal to tie it 17-17? Why would I not let Jalen Hurts run? I want to do a pass play. Made through three pass plays when we know Jalen Hurts can run. Score a touchdown. He's opted out of that. He wanted to do it from the fourth and goal. Not kick the field goal. Now, y'all, this now, for those who didn't watch this part of the game, 
This is the third quarter. Why didn't we kick the field goal to tie it up? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to go out on a limb here because it's my sh- my my segment. I can do what I want, right? <laughs> I don't understand why you would make tell your team to throw that game. And yes, I said that, y'all. I felt, personally, I felt like, I'm sorry, I am going to correct myself. That was the second quarter. Um, I personally felt like Doug Peterson wanted his team to throw that game. And for those people on Twitter that say, well, y'all don't be saying none of this to the Jets. The Jets stink because the Jets stink. Okay, let's keep it real. They stink. They do. I don't think they're even tanking. I think they're just that terrible. They just, they just don't, they don't function as a unit. And we've seen it. They've, but then there's some games they play really hard, but the team, other team they face is just better than them. This ain't that. Now I'm not saying Washington's a bad team because I'll be lying if I said Washington's a bad team. They deserve to go to the playoffs in our division based on just how they played this, this um, season. I'm going to, Ain't gonna fight. That's true. They are seven and nine. We already we already knew that whoever goes to the playoffs from the NFC East was gonna go with a losing record. We knew that. But Washington was cheated at that, that game. They didn't get the Eagles at their best because Doug Pearson took out Jalen Hurts. and put in Nate Sudfield. Nate Sudfield. They said no anger towards you, boo. I don't know you. I ain't never seen you before. You have probably never practiced with that offense day in your life. Because it was clear when you came out on the field that you ain't never practiced with that offense day in your life. Because you couldn't even throw a pass. You couldn't throw a pass, babe. Like, he could not connect with any receiver. And that, yes, the Eagles need receivers. Bad. Yes, they do. I don't care what the Eagles fans, my line, I'm going to tell the truth. They need receivers. Or maybe all the receivers weren't playing. I don't know. Because I don't follow the Eagles. But I'm just going to point out what I saw. No one catch football. <laughs> and I thought that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. But... To put in Nate Sutfield, knowing that that boy has no idea what's going on, you, you like it wasn't it wasn't rocket science. That young man had no idea how to, to facilitate his offense whatsoever because it was never his offense in the first place. He's never probably played with them, or he probably like no, he may throw the ball with them, but he clearly was not the quarterback they were talking. They have been using. They were using Wentz and Hurts. Those are the two quarterbacks they've been using. Hurts is not hurt. I don't know why Hurts taking out of the game. Hurts probably looking at like, why am I taking out of the game? And why is Nate Sutfield in here? Why is Sutfield in here? I don't get it. But I don't get it either. And I personally believe that was the lamest, wackest thing to do. Because Washington could have still beat them. Well, they did beat them regardless. But it could have been, they could have got really funky with them. But I thought that was lame to take out your quarterback. Your Quarterback who's been red hot lately and definitely been making some, you know, he's been keeping the vibe, especially when the game you could have won, but it doesn't make any difference for y'all. 
and put in some young man that you say you want to put him in during the game anyway. You could put that young man in the second quarter. Heck, you could put him in the first quarter if you wanted to, but you put it to the fourth quarter where your team is down but can definitely still win the game to try him out. It wasn't like you all getting blown out. Now, if it was 41 to 14, put in and let him play around as long as he wants. Let him touch the grass and get a field for it. But it was 17 to 14. Make it make sense. That's all I'm going to say, right? But I'm going to shout out to Washington. Y'all go out there, take care, do what you got to do with the Bucks. You know, shout out to y'all because at the end of the day, the better team won. Better coach one, better story one. Shout out to you, Washington. Let's run that stats real quick. Shout out to you, Alex Smith, because I don't care what anyone says. Alex Smith's story is fantastic. I'm so happy that he is not only like walking and running, he's playing football what he loves to do after that horrific accident. So, Alex Smith. He completed 22 out of 32 of the attempts. He threw for 162 yards. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Antonio Gibson, he led in rushing. He had 19 carries for 75 yards. And Cam Sims, he led in receiving. He had five receptions for 43 yards. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring in talk about this young man here, Chase Young. Chase Young was, I when I found that he was a well, if I wasn't one of the captains, I was just like, if that's not the, the I was just like, I'm like an auntie. I was so proud because this young man is stellar. He has been stellar. He had one sack, but he was all over the field, all over the field. My goodness, he was. He had two tackles, one sack. But still, he was right up on Hurts. He shut Hurts down. He shut down Sudfield. He was he was fantastic. He had a fantastic year. So shout him out just in general, just for principle, okay? And we're gonna go to the Eagle side. Jalen Hurts. He um, he completed seven out of twenty attempts, threw for seventy-two yards. He had one interception. Boston Scott. He led in uh, rushing. He had fifteen carries for sixty-five yards. And JJ, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, y'all, JJ, <laughs> um, he led in receiving yards. He had two receptions for 40 yards. And I'm gonna get, I don't care, I'm gonna still, this young man did not deserve what he got. But sh- shout out to him though. He had um, Nate Suffield, he completed five out of 12 yards, uh, 12 attempts, and he threw for 32 yards. So, and he had one interception. So, Nate, you know. You, you go. Jalen Hurts, he rushed for two touchdowns. So two touchdowns were a score, y'all. From Jalen Hurts. So, I, I had to get that out of the way first because that game, oh, I'm disappointed. Just disappointed by the, the coach giving up on his players. I'm never going to be a fan of that. But let me get to some games that actually were pretty fantastic to watch. And let's jump in with the Raiders and Broncos. This game went down all the way down to the last last seconds. Last seconds. The last quarter was it. That was it. Okay. So let's start. Derek Carr, he led in passing. He had completed 30, 24 out of 38 attempts. He threw for 371 yards. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Drew Locke led for um, in passing. He had 25 
Uh, he completed 25 out of 41 of the tents. For, he threw for 339 yards. He had two touchdowns. Um, Josh Jacobs, he um, led in rushing. He had 15 carries for 89 yards. He scored two touchdowns. Shout out to you, Josh. Um, Melvin Gordon III, he led in rushing for the Broncos. He had 26 carries for 93 yards, and he had one touchdown. Darren Waller led in receiving. He had nine receptions for 117 yards and one touchdown. And the rookie, Jerry Judy, for the Broncos, had five receptions for 140 yards and one touchdown. This game was fantastic. Right at the so pretty much to break the quarters down, the Raiders put up a field goal in the, in, um, in the first few minutes of the game, and they actually didn't touch the end zone for the rest of the first quarter. The Broncos put up seven. They were able to put up a touchdown. Um, sorry, first they put up a, a, field, a 33-yard field goal by Daniel um, Carlson, which made the game tied game three to three. Then we had Troy. Um, man, these names, y'all. Troy um, Fungley had a one yard pass from Julak for a touchdown. Then the second quarter, the Raiders started to heat up for sure because Derek Carr threw a 28 yard pass to Darren Waller, and that tied the game 10 to 10. But Carr wasn't done. He threw another 26-yard pass to Brian Edwards, which made the game 17-10. So going into the half, it's 17-10. But third quarter, Raiders did not touch that end zone. But the Broncos got two field goals in. Um, Brandon uh, McManus kicked two field goals in the third quarter, and it made the game 17-16. Now, this is when things get funky. The fourth quarter... This game was so good, y'all. I'm telling y'all, the fourth quarter things got funky because Melvin Gordon, um, the third, he had a 10-yard run and scored a touchdown. Now it's 24-17. Then to reciprocate that, um, the statement, the um, Josh Jacobs kicked a, sorry, he ran a 28, 28 yards and scored a touchdown. And then to reciprocate that, Jerry Judy. The, um, catches a third, a 92-yard pass from Drew Locke, and now it's 31-24. And that with 24 seconds left on the clock, Derek Carr passed. Well, passed to um, no, sorry, no. J, um, Josh Jacobs ran one yard in to score a touchdown. Then Derek Carr passed to Darren Waller for the two-point conversion, making that what. 32-31. They wanted to end that game and win at that moment. Which is exactly what they did. So shout out to them Broncos. That's right, to them Raiders. Broncos, fantastic job, but the Raiders came out on top. I'm going to talk about the Packers and Bears because you guys know that my Giants have been eliminated. Yes, they beat the Cowboys, but they've been eliminated. So I'm going to talk about the Packers because you know if you know me, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. So the Packers beat the, the Bears 35-16. to um, Rodgers, he caught passing. He completed 19 and 24 attempts. He threw for 240 yards. He had four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, yes, also you guys, I lost in fantasy. <laughs> but Aaron Jones, he had 11 carries for 42 yards and one touchdown. And Marquise, Marquise Valdez. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Valdez, I got that right. Yeah, shout out to me. <laughs> shout out me out. Okay, had two rece- um, two receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown. 
and for the leaders on the bear side, Mitch Trubisky completed 33 out of 42 attempts. He threw for 252 yards. He had one interception. David Montgomery led in rushing yards. He had 22 carries for 69 yards and one touchdown. And Dar- um, Darnell um, Mooney, he had um, he had 11 receptions for 93 yards. This game, the Bears kind of like did their thing in the first quarter, but the Packers woke up in the second and the fourth, and it was just that was it, y'all. Keep it real. This game wasn't really that exciting for the Bears fans. I don't think so. But the Packers fans, they just solidified their spot because the Packers lost this game and the Saints, because the Saints did win their game, it would have been, they would have lost their, their bye. So the fact that the Packers won this game, they solidified their bye. And yes, the Bears also in the playoffs because the Cardinals, which is the game we're going to next, was rough. This was a rough, rough game for the Cardinals because starting this game out, um, Little homie, uh, Kyle Murray, got hurt. Mm-hmm. Got hurt, which is not was was not good news. Especially for all the Cardinals fans that were definitely riding hard in the Cardinals train. That was a bad look. He um he did not lead in passing because he completed eight out of eleven of his attempts and he threw for eighty-seven yards. But that injury took him out for the rest of the game. And so we'll get to our leaders in this game, starting with. I'm gonna try and make sure I get this young man's name. Chris um Strebler. Chris Strebler um completed 11 out of 16 of the attempts. He threw for 105 yards. He had one touchdown and one interception. Um Ken Kenyon Kenyon Drake. I always say his name wrong. Sorry, y'all. Kenyon Drake, he can um let in rushing. He had 10 receptions, 10 carries for 100 and sorry. Wow, y'all bugging. He had 10 carries for 36 yards. And leading receiver was Dan Arnold, who had three receptions for 46 yards. So now on the Ram side, yes, the if you were wondering, golf, Derek Jared Goff was not playing. It was John Wolford. He completed 22 out of 38 of his attempts. He threw for 231 yards. He had one interception. The lead rusher was John. Walford. John Walford was all over the place, right? He has six carries for 56 yards. The lead receiver was Cam Akers, who had four receptions for 52 yards. So, pretty much, y'all, this game was the most. I'm not gonna, I think I want to have no highlight games, but I think my, my rant, my first game was gonna be my highlight game. But this game was whack. Because no one on either side can get the ball moving. Yes, the Cardinals scored the first touchdown with 11-yard pass from Chris Stribler to Jonathan Ward. That was the only time the Cardinals have saw the end zone. Point blank period. Because in the second quarter, the Rams were able to put up, um, they got a field goal, a safety, and a touchdown. Yes, y'all, cartoon, cartoon stuff. And put up 12. The Rams were able to see the end zone in the third and fourth quarter with a field goal, field goals from Matt Gay each quarter. So that's how this game and this game was not like if you were a, a Cardinals fan and you were excited to see Kyle Murray play, this was not the vibes because you were just pissed off because yeah, that was it. So we got that game. Let's talk about a game that got way too close. 
which will be the Seahawks versus the 49ers. I don't know about y'all, but I was not expecting this game to be this close. Um, the Seahawks did beat the 49ers 26 to 23, and this and which sent the Seahawks off in the head of the division. Of course, they already were, but they continue to solidify that position. Okay, so Russell Wilson he completed 20 out of 36 of his attempts, he threw for 181 yards, he had two touchdowns. Chris Carson led in rushing, he had 11 carries for 46 yards, and Tyler Lockett. He led in receiving. He had 12 receptions for 90 yards and two touchdowns. And on the 49ers, CJ, um, I think Bihard, I think I said Bihard, he was the leading in passing. He had 20, completed 25 out of 37 of his attempts. He threw for 273 yards and he had one touchdown. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., he led in rushing. He had 20 carries for 76 yards and one touchdown. And Kendrick um, Bourne, he led in receiving, and he had five receptions for 76 yards. This game, really, guys, this came down to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, both teams started to heat up because nothing was happening in the first three. It was just field goal after field goal after field goal. And then the 49ers in the third quarter had two field goals. It was just a lot of field goals, y'all. There was really nothing popping. But the fourth quarter... Both offenses he woke up. The 49ers put up 14 points, but the um, but the Seahawks with Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett were able to connect, and then they put up 20 points, and that's how that game ended. And it was crazy. I was way closer than I thought. And I guess you know what? I'm gonna give a game of, a game of the week because I I don't like not doing what I said I'm gonna do. And I'm going to give it to the Titans versus the Texans. Yes, Titans beat the Texans 41 to 38. But this game was no walk in the park for the Titans whatsoever. Okay, because we'll start. Let's get popping. So we got Ryan Tannehill. He let um he had completed 18 out of 27 of his attempts for 216 yards. He had one touchdown. Derrick Henry, who crossed that 2,000 mark, shout out to you, Derrick. Congratulations. He had 34 carries for 250 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown led in receiving, and he had 10 receptions for 151 yards and one touchdown. So the Texans were on fire, but those, though, that was wild, y'all. The Titans were on fire. The Texans were just, you know, they right around the corner. Don't don't sleep on them because Deshaun Watson completed 28 out of 39 attempts. He threw for 365 yards. He had three touchdowns and one interception. Um, David Johnson, he led in rushing. He had 17 carries for 84 yards, and he had one touchdown. And Brandon Cooks, which I still wish I was a fantasy because he's on my team. He had 11 receptions for 126 yards and two touchdowns. The, the Texans came to play, okay? They definitely came to play. At first, both teams started out with just two field goals in the first quarter. The Texans started to heat up because of what? Derrick Henry had a 52-yard run, which made the score go to 10-3. to The first side tied at 3-3. 10-3 switched it up. Then the the kicker on the Texans kicked a 43-yard. Yes, y'all, I'm not going to try. Kicked a 43-yard field goal, which made it 10-6. to A.J. Brown caught a four-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill, making it 17-6. 
and the kicker on the on the um, Texans get the nut, a 28-yard field goal, making it 17-9. The third quarter, we got a six-yard run from Derrick Henry for a touchdown. Now we are 24-9. Brandon Cooks had 30 caught a 38-yard pass from Deshaun Watson, made, made it 24-15. Then Ryan Tannehill had a five-yard run, which was a touchdown, making it 31-15. Can the Texans come back? We'll see. Then Brandon Cooks caught another 20-yard pass from Deshaun Watson, making it 21-31. And then David Johnson had a one-yard run. And that was a touchdown, making it 31-28. So we're going into the fourth quarter with fire. Because guess what, y'all? Um, Farrell Brown caught a seven-yard pass from Deshaun Watson, making it 35-31. Yikes. Ryan Tannehill ran for a five-yard pass, making it 38-35. Um, the kicker on the on the Texans kicked a 51-yard field goal, making it 38-38. But guess what? Well, it was with 18 seconds left. At the end of the game, Sam Sloman kicked a 37-yard field goal, sending the Titans with the victory, 41-38. Fantastic game. Nora's definitely game of the week because it was fantastic. Great game. Wish I could watch that one again because that one was it. So, y'all, that is your Week 17 breakdown. Um... We're not going to do college football this week because we're just not doing it this week. We're doing just NFL because we are now going towards wild card. I'm going to quickly re up the wild card game this weekend. We're starting with Saturday at 1.05 p.m. on CBS. You can catch the Colts versus the Bills. And then at 4.40 p.m. on Fox, you can catch the Rams versus the Seahawks. On at 8.15 on NBC, you can catch the Buccaneers versus the Washington Football Club. On Sunday at 1.05 p.m. on ABC, you can catch the Ravens versus the Titans. Uh, yep, we're back, y'all. We're back. And then at 4.40 p.m. on CBS, you can catch the Bears versus the Saints. Them bad men, the Saints. Breeze, are you going to get to your chip? Let's see how it goes. And at 8.15 on NBC, you can catch the Browns versus the Steelers. So that is your week 17 NFL Digest with your girl, Nora. Take care, stay blessed, and stay healthy out there. Bye.